Week nine review. Siebs, who impressed you the most over the weekend? Mate, it was a um, it was a it was a good weekend of footy. Can I say para? Would that be too biased of me? Because they were unbelievable. They, it could have been sixty. It could have been sixty. They did. They did bomb a few tries. When they you really did, think yeah. about it, uh, I, if you look at the Knights' performance, I think it is forgivable considering back-to-back road trips, short turnaround as well. So they they go down a bit of a heartbreak to the Cowboys. Yeah, but Para had the same thing. They'd gone up to Darwin and back. So that's true. That's true. I, they, I just thought that they were they were up for it. They were red hot. They're a different team at at Combank, aren't they? they? Are, yeah, and. Um, the halves, they really... I, th- I thought Moses has been pretty good all year, to be fair, but um, Dylan Brown was excellent. Gutho, I think Gutho's been Parra's best player for the last month anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And the other game that night was South and the Broncos. South looked really good, man. South did look really good. But again, look, we've spoken about it. I, I don't know if the Broncos are as good as where they're sitting on the table. Um, they've been playing good footy. They've cleaned house with a few clubs and a few clubs that are pretty ordinary. So they could be front runners and um, that's a, the style that they're going to be. They were a little bit off. Payne Haas is their best player and I think that's undisputable. Um, so they missed him. But the the Rabbits were excellent, weren't they? Oh, they were outstanding. That was probably their best performance of the year. Yeah, it was. And if you look at, if you look at that game... For the first 20 minutes, it was highly competitive between the two teams. But after South got one or two tries in, you just knew that that was it. You knew that Broncos weren't coming back. Yeah, and I think South probably put the cue in the rack with, what do you reckon, five to go, ten to go? Probably. Um, they, they just did what they had to do in the end. But they had that 15, 20-minute period where they just exploded, put them away, and it was all over. Is Campbell Graham a certainty for Origin? No. No? No. But, it, but he... He's got to go close, hasn't he? Um, he, he? He's good. So, so let's say let's say Tom plays. Yep. I would say that there's an argument to put Tom to the wing. Yep, I'd, I can. And put Campbell Graham at centre. I can agree with that. But if Tom doesn't play, what else could they possibly go? Suwali. Stephen Crichton. He's been Penrith's best for the last few weeks. He did play last year. A lot of people beat up on Stephen Crichton. I don't know why. Tall poppy syndrome, same reason why they bag Luai. It's a tough situation for Campbell Graham because if he was a Queenslander, he would have played 20 games by now, 15 games. He would have definitely. He would have definitely played. Um, and again, I think Campbell Graham, he's, he's thereabouts. I just don't know if he's a certainty. And that was the question you asked. Is he a certainty? No, he's not. Who would you say is closer to a debut this year then? Oh, well. I think Campbell Graham might have played before, but who do you no, think? Campbell Graham's been 18th man a yeah. couple of times. So who yeah. do you think's closer to a debut, Campbell Graham or Nico? Nico, at 14. Yeah. So if you play Nico at 14, you only go one dummy half. That's right, but Nico can play dummy half. So who would you go at dummy half? Damien Cook. Damien Cook over Appy Corrissau. Yes. Who would you go? Uh, I would actually go with Appy. If if I had to choose one. Yep. Um, and I, I do think that Jerome Law has probably got one game, as un, as unfair as that might be. And but you know what? At the end of the day, Nathan could go to Freddie and go, "I want Jerome," and that's it. Yeah, that's right. You're not going to argue with him. Exactly. Oh, I just can't, I can't see them splitting up. Zayo, Cleary, Luai. You know, yes, Penrith haven't been great. We've spoken about it in previous weeks. I think they're in that Melbourne Storm phase of 
of their dynasty where now they're just doing enough to make sure that they finish fourth, third, fourth roughly, and then um, then it's on for them. Speaking of Nico, they're playing out of their brains at the moment, Cronulla. Nico is. And Nico is. And, um, and, and Will Kennedy is too. He's playing good footy. Unbelievable. Talakai is playing good footy too again, all of a sudden. Will Kennedy is such a remarkable story. He, he's... He's got no elite physical traits, no. you would say. He's he's not the strongest guy to ever run the ball. He's not, he, he's not he, the quickest. I reckon he's probably a bit quicker than what we think, especially off the mark. He, he His top speed may not be as quick as some other fullbacks, but he gets there quicker, if, okay. if that makes any sense at all. There's there's a gigantic will to be in the frame yes. with Will Kennedy. Anticipation. Yeah, that, that probably makes him quicker than... Than what he is, I suppose, as well. He strikes me as someone who's very clever, very yeah. football IQ, very clever. Um, Sharks to me are right in the premiership race as long as as long as Nico stays healthy. I would say, I would yeah. say that's the one uh, determining factor there. But oh, if Nico's gone, oh, they're, yeah, gone. they're gone. They don't make the eight. Yeah. Do Do you think Do you think Nico's playing better this year than he did last year? Hmm, that's a that's a, a tough one. Nico was good last year. A couple of the fifteen minute periods in the last two weeks from Nico have been unbelievable and I don't know whether or not he, he quite reached those heights last year, but again, he he was so good last year, so it's probably on par. He would be the perfect fourteen for origin. He would he? be I think he could play well, obviously, any halves, fullback, centre, you'd throw him on the wing at the drop of a hat, um, easily play lock, and I, I can't see why he wouldn't do a job at hooker if if Cook or or Appy needed ten minute break. They beat the Cowboys. Uh, do we just put a line through them and but move yeah, on? Yeah, again, do we need to discuss? It, Nico is unbelievable, but the Cowboys are terrible. They were. The Cowboys are slow. So Nico looks so sharp, so fast. As I said, Talakai looks so fast and sharp again. And he hasn't played good for 10 months. I was having an argument with a mate over the weekend. He's a diehard Cowboys fan, so yep. forgive him. But uh, he said, oh, Jerome, uh, Jeremiah Nanai, incumbent Tess back row, he's a certainty to be there for Queensland. Even if he didn't get that hip drop on the weekend, there's no way. There's no way that they were going to go with oh, him on current form. I don't... I would have found a spot for him in the 17. I'd have Fafida. He's played himself back into the origin frame. I think, for me, it'd be between Capewell and Nanai. I would agree. I, and I don't the, think Capewell is going good enough. That, that's the, So it's up to the them. One. They go, they're both incumbent. As you said, one's a current test back rower. Do they go youth or, or you know, an older head? That would be the decision. Fafita coming off the bench is is I'd, quite exciting. I'd start him. He he's playing so good. He he's playing really. Yeah, he actually has, is having a crack. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and I know that might be unfair because I'm sure he has a crack every week. And sometimes you play well, sometimes you don't play well. But the game against Manly, which I know we'll get to, we might as well talk about it now. Yep, it suited the Titans forward pack, and it really suited. Um, a Fafita, how he's playing at the moment, and how he's playing at the moment is just get yourself involved. The more and more he got himself involved, the better he went. It was a, a, a physical tight game because of the, the wet conditions, so it brought everyone back to the pack. And um, 
And, and Fafita was just too big and strong at times. Fafita's run meters are at a career high, and they're at a career high by quite a substantial margin. Is that because he's um, he, he hit ups or runs per game are higher than normal as yes. well? Yeah. Yes, they are because he scored. He, did he score one on the weekend? Because if he didn't, then he scored no tries for the year. Uh, yeah, he did. He scored. He yeah. scored one. Yeah. So that was his first try for the yeah. year. So and also his tackle efficiency is the best of his career as well. And something about Dave Feeder that I think that we need to remember as well. He's twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, mate, I agree. I agree. And it's the same thing. And it's the same reason why I defended. I quite often defend someone like Stephen Crichton. He'd be twenty. 122? Yeah. You, you know, would he be 22 now, maybe? 22, yeah. If that, yeah. yeah. It's 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 quite remarkable. People are un- very unfair. Uh, aren't they? And it leads me to some of the some of the rot that's going on in the media. Again, you spoke about it the before we, we jumped on, the the beat up or the the publicity that's going to be around this Manly and, and Brisbane game on Friday. And, yeah. you know, it's going to be a story. And, you know, there's already blokes on Fox trying to make a name for themselves again by talking absolute crap while they defend the Raiders and their mate. And, you know, and I just think these are the guys, uh, a cricket writer for the Courier Mail who throws his two bobs worth in quite often yes. about, about rugby league. They're, they're two of the guys that were the quickest to jump on the whole uh, mental health bandwagon when Paul Green unfortunately passed away. And now they're the blokes who are sinking the boot in again to, to coaches um, when when there might be a little bit of pressure, or they're actually they're, at this stage of the game, there's no pressure. You know, there's a little bit of noise around with some things that are happening. But you could go to any single um, NRL training session. If you went every day for a fortnight, someone would get into a scrap. You would see someone throw a punch or a push and shove. It, it just happens. And um, I, I just think, mate, it's these two blokes in particular as I said, were the first two to jump up and down on the mental health bandwagon, and it's embarrassing. I love Josh Alloyer's response. To oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the most violent thing he's ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I mean, it, it's not, honestly, you could go, I'm heading to Brothers Training tonight here in Rocky, and um, there's an outside chance someone will push himself, someone will hit someone a little bit too hard, or yeah. someone will do something to annoy someone, and there'll be a push or a, you know, a square up and anything could happen. I just want to talk about Manly for a second because Josh Schuster, he's been in the paper relentlessly yeah. over the past few days. And Manly weren't good on the weekend. They were, they no, were they off. weren't. Yeah. They were. And uh, Josh Schuster, two, thi- two things can be right at the same time, right? So it can be true that your brother, the coaching staff, the board loves... Josh at the club. Yep. And it can also be true that he needs to get some shit in order. Yep. And to me, that's pretty clear. Particularly, and I, I know you probably don't want to talk about this, but when he's on that kind of money, and I know that once once everyone's in the team, you're all just members of a team. Yep. But there's no there's no doubt about it. 800,000 of your salary cap is 800,000 of your salary cap. So, if that's what he's on... Yep. I don't know, but, but if if that's what he's on, of course, of course, he's not performing at that level. Yeah, obvious that he's not performing at that at that level. I don't know if that's what he's on. I know for a fact that a lot of the stuff that gets reported is made up. Yeah, so that's a, and and b. I think for him, obviously, 
he's done a lot of hard work and he's he's shown everyone that he can dedicate himself look anyone who can drop 10 or 11 kilos or whatever he dropped over over a two-month period they can dedicate themselves to something so that, that's pretty obvious and i think what what they're trying to do is see him translate that to the next step and take that to the next step and and be more consistent not just do it for two or three months they need to see him do it all the time um and I think that's what Cherry Evans might have been talking about as well. He said something along the lines of, um, if you watched the whole interview or read the whole interview, Cherry Evans said something like he was at a similar position in his career as well. You know, he got to a certain point just on talent. He was a bit lazy, he took a few shortcuts and, and had to um, make a decision whether or not he, he got fair income or just kept on drifting. I don't believe he's on that money. I I, 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 th- yeah, I think that there would be. Uh, I, I think there's a way for him to get that money uh, as far as clauses go in his contract. Yeah. But I, I think there might be things like he's on, let's say he's on five fifty, which was probably closer to the truth. Yeah. And then there's clause in there. So for example, oh, if, if they make the finals, yes, or yeah, if he plays twenty games at yeah. five eight, stuff yeah. like that. So it, he could be yeah. on eight hundred thousand yeah. at the end of the year. But I, I would struggle to believe that his his bottom salary for the year is yeah. eight hundred thousand. If he if he has, I need to get his agent. But it, but it's all it's all about output, isn't it? Like, you know, you you look at um, Fafita. He, he went to the Titans on a fortune, and everyone would agree that he wasn't playing like a a one point two million dollar player. But if we didn't know what his wage was, would people be as critical of him when he first went there? Of course not. No, that, that's exactly right. Um, and you look at Isaiah Papali'i went to from Warriors to Para on nothing. It was unbelievable so good but it's all about perception and reality so do we were we a little okay he, he was great and we all admit that he was great at para but did we overrate what he did because of the money that he was on and now he's gone to tigers on big money and he's essentially doing nothing possibly but at the same time i'd throw it back at you if he went to the storm and replaced felice Cafusi, no one's saying anything different about azar Papali'i. No, no, that's right. Because he's in another good team. Yeah. If David Fafita went to Melbourne, yeah. he's a superstar. And again, you said it yourself. That's why it's a squad. That's why it's a squad of 30 because you're going to have years where, let's say, Tom Travojevic is on 1.1 million. Yep. I made that up. Yep. He's probably playing like an $800,000 player at the moment. Yes. So you're not quite getting that out of him. But then you turn it around and look at someone like Ethan Bullimore, who's been great for Manly. He's probably on... 200000 Yeah, if that... He's probably playing like a $400,000 player at the moment. So that's where, you know, all the salary cap toing and froing comes in and, and balancing out the, the team. Do Penrith have a wet weather problem? They've copped a few wet weather games, haven't they? Haven't they? Broncos and start of the year, St. Helens. Yeah. The start of the year and now the Tigers. So three torrential, and it was awful conditions, yeah. but rain truly is the great equaliser, yeah, isn't it? it is, mate. And... And again, I think um, on a dry track, Tigers are better than what they're being made out to be. But so they should be. They've got a good roster. Yes. They should be. They should be a decent team. Yes. Um, but it's certainly even things right up. You know, in saying that though, Cleary drops the ball over the line. Penrith bombed another try. Look, Penrith didn't play well. Tigers played out of their skin, and just like the week before, could have easily lost that one. One of the most perf- Im- impressive performances for me over the weekend was um, the Roosters against the Warriors. Now, uh, I know the Warriors had a lot out, yeah. but to keep any team to nil is pretty significant. And uh, the Weather again, though. Weather again, I get that. But uh, 
the the Roosters to me have been much better in the first two weeks uh, in, in the past two weeks yep. than the rest of the season. Now Sam Walker, he the the writing's on the wall for me because they they could have reshuffled it around this week for him. Yeah, you 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 said it yourself. To keep a team to zero is a, is a great effort. Unreal. Do, do they keep them to zero if Sam Walker's depending on an edge? Probably not. And I'm just looking at the team list now. That uh, has he no made the twenty one? Uh, Walker, 19. Okay. Oh, he, I don't see... He doesn't play. No, he doesn't play. And so they... they So Corey Allen's come in to the wing. They could have just as easily pushed Manu back to centre and put Suwali yeah. back on the wing. I didn't think they were going to do that, though. No. Like, when he when they finally dropped Walker and, and moved Manu in, it was like, okay, there's a line in the sand. This is where we're going. Did Brandon Smith get named? I'll just have a look. Because... Um, I don't know if it's going to be. Yeah, he did. Okay. You'd think he'd struggle to play if he'd been taken to hospital after the game. Probably. Probably. And I don't know if they'll miss him that much. They're, they're only up against the Cowboys. Jake Turpin could do a job for a week if, if you yeah. wanted to rest him. Uh, you're off to Magic Round this week. I am, mate. Yeah, I can't wait. What's the most exciting game in Magic Round? I think, I think the obviously the... The Manly Broncos game on Friday night is going to be a good game of footy. The atmosphere will be huge. The Saturday night game, um, so I think it's the seven thirty Storm and the Rabbits. Yeah, that'll be that'll be an absolute cracker. Cracker. Um, yeah, I, I think the Storm will beat them, but it, it'll be a good game of footy. And then on Sunday, I um, obviously from from you know my selfish perspective, I can't wait to watch Para play. But I do think it'll be a decent game. Titans are going okay. Um, Could be a lot of points in that game if they yeah. get some dry weather. Yeah, I think Para might be a bit too good for them. But um, the Friday night game and the Saturday night game are the two that I think will be the, the most exciting. Before we talk about a couple of other games, I just want to mention St. George. Hook swung the axe today, and uh, he's dropped a few players. Yeah, I saw Lomax got the flick. Lomax got the flick. Doesn't, doesn't shock me. As far as short-term success, is that a... Is that a move that had to be done? Do Do you think that these are justified droppings? Yeah, I do. So, so Lomax, what well, there's Lomax play like the player that he's been talked up to be over the last five years. He can't kick to save himself at the moment. Apart from Lomax. that, <laughs> but I, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Zach Lomax. I. I can see something there. You say yes. it about the Raiders. Oh, yes. I see that in Lomax. Yes. Like, they, I think there's something there. I think there's a good player in there somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere there is. And uh, has, but he, I, but has I he get, fulfilled his potential? Not probably a chance, not. Probably no. not. When you're getting dropped and Moses Suley's still in the side, I think it's a, a kick in the butt, a wake-up call. I go and have a long, hard think about footy and do you want to be a footballer and, you know, see where you're at. He's got an option in his contract uh that he hasn't taken up yet for next year at St George, um, you would, you would think that he will take that. Uh, uh, do you think he needs a change of environment? Probably, probably, but it, it will be one of those things where the money is quite good, so he's yeah. going to take up the option of his. Of his take deal. up. I can see him taking up the option, and then moving on to somewhere else, and yes. Dragons paying some of the. That could some be, of the freight. That could be, that could be something as well. Um, Feel bad for Hook, I, and you know I, I, I think I think that they're gonna stick with him for the rest of the year. How, how did just, they not beat the dogs? Unbelievable, 
they they've lost they've lost a combined three weeks by about six points. That's right. The Dragons. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, they're not a they're not a terrible footy team, but they they should be going a little bit better. Ben Hunt, do you think he'll be on the move when oh. Anthony Griffin leaves? Yeah, he's, it's his last year, isn't it? Or has he got one more after this? I he might have one more after this, actually. I think he actually extended. I think he might have two more. Does he? Yeah. But again, Ben Hunt, who has carried that team on his back for a couple of years, he's been their worst enemy the last couple of weeks. You know, he's never going to get dropped at no. all because it, even when he's been not great the last couple of um, games, he's still one of their better players. But yeah, there's. If all seventeen of them can have a decent game at the same time, they'll they'll win a few. Yeah, it just seems that unfortunately, one of their better players seems to be having a shocker each weekend. The Raiders have cash. Does Ben does Ben Hunt push the Raiders into the top four? When was, next the, year? When was the last big name Aussie based player? That has left their club and gone to Canberra to live. I know, I know. Uh, but if you're looking for other destinations yeah. for Ben Hunt, where do you go? Like the, uh, the that are yeah. going to be relevant, you know? Because no, look, you, Raiders need a half. You don't want to go somewhere worse than St George. Could, could he go up and finish his career for a couple of seasons in Townsville? It's probably not the worst suggestion. The uh, the Cowboys would need to move on from Chad Townsend well, very quickly. Oh yeah. Because uh, he's still got one more year up there, which. Yeah. But if if Hunt had one more year, there could oh, be it a could swap. be a smooth, yeah, yeah, uh, and it it might even be a case where it's a it's a trade. He, and he'd extend. be an absolute legend up. They would love him. Oh, and if you just if you just look at both players, Ben Hunt is a much better player, yeah. than Chad Townsend right now. Uh, actually, oh, for their whole career, yes. <laughs> And the other game that you mentioned, Broncos and Manly. I am actually so excited for this game. I know that they're going to beat it up, yeah. but I, I just don't care. Oh, I'm so excited for this game. So Jake Trevojevic is out. I've just seen the team list. There's yep. some big ins for both teams. Um, Payne Haas will be back. Payne Haas is back. Mam's back. Um, Tom Trevojevic is back. Cooler's back. Parker's back. So I think Cooler and Parker, those two guys being back, is going to be very underestimated defensively. Absolutely. There's no doubt in the world. Morgan Harper absolutely tries his heart out, but he has some de- serious deficiencies defensively. Um, Jake Trevojevic being out, made 50-odd tackles last week. He's a workhorse. However, I do think the slight change with Kepi coming in, playing that more direct through the middle, um, or as you know, what people call it now, opening the front door or banging the front door down, I think that's actually the style to to trouble Brisbane. So Canberra did it, South did it. They they need to bring that same intensity that they did against Melbourne. Yeah, and they're a very chance. They're a, a great chance. chance. Yeah, that's they're right. They're a great chance to win. And the <laughs> teams that finesse around against the Broncos don't seem to cause them cause them trouble. But no. as soon as they look, the Titans did it. The first half they went through the front door. I'm looking at people in this game, like Tuolungi, for. For Manly, yeah, and I'm looking at Paseca and Aloye. Oh, Aloye, oh, yeah, Aloye. Um, Paseca was unbelievable last week. Unreal. He Paseca. carried him on his own for a while. Yeah, I think this is a this is a this is a bash up game. I can see this being a 16-12, 14-12 game. 
it's funny you say that because both teams have a lot of points in them. Yep. And and some, you know, you could easily say it could be a, a 34-32. But I know what you're saying. Uh, I just rip in. I think Manly need to drag them down to the mud and just literally bash them for, yep. for 80 minutes. And Tom back is enormous, obviously, having a week off. Uh, and it, without Tom, I, this conversation would be much shorter. But I, I, I give Manly a great chance. The freshener, I, I reckon Tom will explode this week. I, I really hope, do. I hope so. Um, it doesn't mean they're going to win. No. But I just, I've just got a sneaking suspicion that he could absolutely explode. All right. We'll move on to our power rankings yep. and our top five for the week. So we'll go to the top five, first of all. So we did props last week. Ton of great feedback for that. Lots of people really enjoying our opinions on top fives. <laughs> I'm not sure. No the sarcasm no, there. Very or sarcastic. Yeah. Yes, we were both very, very wrong. We'll go on to, we'll go more on to, you than me. Yes, yes. We'll go on to fullbacks. All right. This will be good. Yes. Number five. Yep. I got Latrell. You got Latrell. I got Gutho. Gutho. Okay. And and I wasn't going to have Gutho until that performance again on the weekend. It's his third or fourth in the last five games where he's he's been great. So he forced his way in. Yeah. Number four, I've got Dylan Edwards. So do I. Yeah. Dylan Edwards. Okay. So do you have Latrell in your top five? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I've I've got Dylan Edwards just above Latrell. Yeah. And it mainly and I, I totally acknowledge that on their best days Latrell's a better player. But I just know what I'm getting from Dylan Edwards every single week. I changed my mind a couple of times Dylan Edwards has been anywhere from second to seventh when I've been mentally yeah. working out where does he sit yeah. but I just think Dylan Edwards is, is so consistent he's playing really good footy at the moment I found this list really tough um, so did I yeah number three who you got Latrell Latrell alright I've cheated a little bit well no I'm going to change my mind okay so that gives away who my number two is now. Yes. No, number three is Tommy. Number three is Tom. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've cheated a little bit because he hasn't played all year. I'm going Ryan Patton Bauer. Okay. And do you I, go for the Storm? Yeah, I do. Okay, just checking. Look, I, I've never seen a better support player than Ryan Pappenhausen. Yep. Uh, and he has elite traits that other people don't. He's one of the fastest in the game. He's, if any time Storm make a half break, he's, yeah, he's there. I, I don't disagree. He, he's he fin he's a f pure finisher, isn't he? He just he ices it. He's so quick. Yep. He can create opportunities from nothing. Um, even even little miss kicks and and uh, grubbers that may not be ideally put where they were meant to go. He's just so quick. He makes something out of it. And I, I, as a Storm fan, I love what Nick Meaney's doing for the Storm this year. He's been one of the most consistent yeah. players by far. But they go to a different level when Ryan Pappenhausen oh, comes back. Of course, back. yeah. But I wonder when. I wonder when that's going to be. It it might not be for a while. Yeah. And which is a he shame. He seems frustrated, doesn't he? Which is a shame, because uh, it, it's a it's a shocker of an injury. Did you see the X ray? Like his yeah. knee was exploded. Yeah. It's awful. It was like a a car accident. Or it's a bad yeah. one. And you know what? He might not come back the same player. Oh, oh. There's, I hope he comes back. There is that possibility because it was such bad, such a bad injury. He'll be out for a long time. Uh, but I do hope that we see him this year at some point, yep. uh, even if it's coming off the bench for, for a month yeah. or two when he gets back. But uh, well, if, What do you reckon? A month, six weeks? If he can get back a month to six weeks before the semis, I, they're dangerous. 
I would say that they would they would love to have a month yeah. of him coming off the bench. Yeah. So if he was to come back in round twenty, and you bring him off the bench, a couple for a of month, games, and yeah, and then you have him a couple of games full time at fullback yeah. before the finals. That's ideal. Oh, yeah, and the Storm might have actually just said, "Look, we are actually aiming for round 20. Yeah. Just don't even come to yes, us. Yeah, and just say you don't know and that you're confused. You know, how many mind games could be played? Um, so, oh, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. and But I've gone with who's playing at the moment. I get that. I get that. That's why I and, said And I've left, I've, in saying that, I've left Reese Walsh out. Yeah. So. Because I, I do think that last weekend in the game against Canberra also showed that while Reese Walsh can be so electric and dynamic and... You know, everyone can see the skill set that he's got and how he can explode. He's still got a long way to go until he's up with the guys we're talking about, who are consistent every week. Yeah. So if if I can, can I talk about my number three and two at the same time? Because uh, they're interchangeable. Absolutely. And I just want to say for these lists, if we're picking a team to play for our life, one game. Yeah. So your number two and three is Latrell and Tom. Latrell and Tom. So so I've got Tom at three, Latrell at two, and I think we would both agree that. If either of those guys played to their full potential or they were both 100% fit, they're probably number one. You know, it's a toss of coin. However, Tom might be injured. He might not be playing as good as he can. But I still think he, the way he's playing at the moment and the impact that he has was shown without him on the weekend, he's still one of the best five fullbacks in the comp. Even at in second, third gear, he has so much impact. His running meters, he gets the set started off well. He can chime in with that little bit of class. And he's also that panic factor in the opposition line where you see Tommy lining up, you panic. You're sending numbers at him. It creates opportunities for other players. So I even I, I think a 70% or an 80% Tommy is still a great player. Latrell, over the years of rated him, I've not rated him, I've rated him, I've not rated him. The one thing that we can all agree on is when Luttrell's in the game and he's getting himself involved, he's one of the best players, not just fullbacks, he's one of the best players to play footy, possibly to have ever played the game. Yeah. So that's against, undisputable. Against Penrith a couple of weeks ago, he was outstanding. Yeah. Tom's my two. Okay. So for all the reasons outlined. And number one, I assume, is James Tedesco. Well, that's if Chance Nickel Clock say it's unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. This this is why I found this list so hard, though, because I don't think Teddy's playing great. No, but if at the moment, if you had to have one of them play for your life, oh, who would course, it be? Of course, of course. It'd be yeah, it'd be Teddy because yeah. Turbo could get injured. <laughs> Latrell might not turn up. Yes, but Teddy's going to rip in yeah. for for eighty. Yeah, you can pencil him in for two hundred and forty run meters. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Uh, so Teddy is number one on, but well, at least we have some common ground on a number one this week. Uh, we'll finish off with power rankings. All right, who's your number four? Storm. Yeah, Storm. Bye. Yeah. They were in the top four before, but they just had a bye, so they go down to number four. Yeah, I've got the Storm as well. Okay, number three. Number three, Sharks. Same. Yeah. Number two. Number two, I've got Penrith. Same. Tell you what, this is a very boring power rankings this week. Number one, South Sydney. Yeah, South Sydney. Yeah. I was going to. It's got to be. Yeah. And I, I know that we've talked about. You know, I still don't think South can win a comp. No. Because to win a comp, you need to win three games in a row. 
and, and of, of tough games. And there's no guarantee they can do that. That's right. I, I don't know, mate. And maybe, maybe I should still have Penrith at number one. Just losing to the Tigers drops them back a bit. And if we're going to continue to go with uh, who do we trust to play for our life or, you know, that type of uh, concept that we, yeah. we throw out there, it would be Penrith. But just at the moment. Defensively, South Sydney are very, very good. They are. And that's the difference between this year and last year, I would say. And um, but, but I still don't think they would win a comp because you've got to win three games in a row of, of against elite competition. Yeah, I don't think they've got the halfback to win a comp at the moment. I'm not saying he won't get there at, at some stage because he may. But I just think at the moment, when, when you look at all the different halves that have won comps, and I know teams like the Broncos did it with just Lockyer, and Knights did it with just Johns, things like that. But I just can't imagine myself looking back in 15 years and going, geez, a young Blake... Ta- uh, Lachlan Ilias. A young Lachlan Ilias won a comp with Cody Walker. <laughs> yes. I just can't see... I can't see that. Steve, good to see you.